And sometimes we can get excited in our victories and stop too long to celebrate, right? And we stop too long to celebrate. But hey, everybody, I have an honest question for you this morning as we get it together and as we begin to, to, to study God's word. And I ask, is God done with you yet? God's never done. Hey, if you haven't gone home to see the Lord, God's not done doing miracles in your life yet. He has another race for you to run. He has another race for you to finish. He has another victory in store for you if you don't give up and you just keep running. As we read in the Bible in Philippians chapter 1, in verse 6, it says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God has great confidence in us. God has great confidence. And being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it on until completion. And completion is the day when you see Christ Jesus face to face. And if you haven't had that day yet, you're not done with your race yet. Keep running until you're done. Keep on running until you finish that race. You know, sometimes our successes cause us to stop to celebrate and we stop too long. It's like when you hit a home run, but you stop at third base. If you don't know the rules of baseball, that's an out. Honestly, that's an out. If you hit a home run, but you stop at third base, you're out. And there's a neat story I love to tell, you know. I don't know if you guys have figured out yet, but I'm a storyteller. And Anita's story comes from Portland, Oregon on April the 30th of 2008. There was a great tournament going on in the Northwest between college girls softball. And if you've never seen college girls softball, it's competitive. And it's the real deal. And the finals were being played in Portland for who got to go to the national championship of all of softball. And the two teams that were facing off there was Western Oregon University. And they were playing Central Washington University in a great bout. And it was the ninth inning, and it was a close game. Down by two runs they were, two outs, and two strikes in the bottom of the ninth. It sounds like a story, too good to be truth, but it actually happened. And up comes to bat a girl named Sarah Taklowski. And Sarah was a senior, but she was small. She was an infielder, you see. She was only 5'2". All through her high school career, she'd been a scholar in sports, but she had never hit a home run. All through her college career, this could be her last game. They were down by two runs in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. And they desperately needed her to get a hit. This could be her last at-bats in her entire career. And what does she do? She really catches one with all of her little might. And that thing goes over the center field fence. It's a home run. So excited she is, she looks at the bench and she starts leaping and leaping and collapsed in a heap. She had blown her knee out. She crawled all she could to first base, but she could go no more. There on first base, she, she laid. Her teammates wanted to go to her, but if, you, if your team helps you around the bases, you're out. Championships on the line. Going to the Nationals is on the line. This is a true story. They were going to lose the game unless she could get around the bases. The second baseman for the other team, stops what she's doing, drops her glove, and goes over to the girl and picks her up. 
Joined by the shortstop, they started to carry her around the bases. And as they passed each base, they drew closer to the end of their season and their career. But they chose to end in dignity. They carried her to all the bases. And when they touched home, they had lost a game. But they had won the greatest victory they may know in their lives. You see, friends, stopping at third base is as bad as a strikeout. Not finishing the race that you've already won is a disaster. Unlike any other race we've ever run, unlike any other race you've ever been in, this one you're going to win. You may say to me, I've never won a race in my life. I've run many a race, but I've never won a one. This one you're going to win. Because I've read the end of the book. And in the end, at the end of the race, you're going to see Jesus Christ face to face. And a crown he has in store for you, for you will have won the game of life. Hey friends, don't allow the things in this world to take away your joy and your hope and your perseverance and your desire to finish the race we're on. We as a church have a race laid out before us and we can't turn back and we can't grow weary and we can't give up. We as individuals each have our own race and if you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. If you can't crawl, call and we will carry you. Because if you haven't seen Jesus yet, your race is not run. Don't give up before you're done. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible reads this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us draw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Run with perseverance the race it's laid out for you. Why do you need perseverance? Because sometimes the race is long. Sometimes the hills are steep. Sometimes you're tired and you're weary. But trying times are no time to quit trying. Trying times are no time to quit trying. We need to stand up. We need to get back up one more time than we fall down. And the victory will be ours. Hey, take for instance a, a stamp. This is kind of a silly illustration, isn't it? But you know, the only real attribute a stamp has is it can stick to something until it's done. Right? It's, if, if that stamp falls off on the way, your mail isn't getting there. Hey, the only great thing a stamp needs to do is just stay stuck on there until it gets where it's going. Hey, you know what God needs us to do? Stick to it. God needs us to get ready and get to sticking to it. He needs us to stick to what we're doing and stay focused on what we are until the race is won. You see, success sometimes causes us to stop and celebrate before we're finished. Hey, but our success is there to give us momentum for even greater opportunities as we do all that we can and let God do the rest. Hey, what is it that God wants you to do in this life? All you can. And then he'll do all the rest. And in the end, you will win if you don't give up, right? Hey, remember this. 
Hey, the person with big dreams is much more powerful than the person with all the facts. Now you think that through for just a minute. The person with big dreams is much more powerful than the one with all the facts. And in the struggle between a stream and a rock, the water always wins. Not by strength, but through what? Perseverance, right? And don't ever forget, stopping at third is the same as a strikeout. And that's the last thing you want to do is to stop right before you win. Right? Stop right before you win and get called out. Right? Hey, we can only fail in God's plan for our lives if we quit before we're finished. The only way you can fail in this race is to quit before you win. The only way you're not going to succeed is if you quit right before you win. The only way you're not going to come out on top is if you decide to quit right before you win it. Because in this race, you are absolutely guaranteed to win. Has God promised us that we'll win? Has God said without it beyond a shadow of doubt, you're going to win this thing? Yes, he has. Listen to some of the word of God as I read it to you today and see if God thinks you're a winner. Romans 8, chapters 37 and following. Verses 37 and following. Now, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angel nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Again, we find ourselves in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Again, we turn to Philippians. This time, Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. I thank my God every time I remember you in all of my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to its completion until the day of Christ Jesus. What did God say? He said, I will not quit on you. Don't you quit on me. You hear what God's saying to you? I will not quit on you until the day of completion when you see Christ Jesus. If you haven't seen Jesus yet, God isn't give up on you yet. You give God a chance and you will win this thing. Again, Listen to Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. God is honest. God is telling the truth. This thing is there before you. Just don't quit running your race. Many of you might ask me, well, what does a race look like? What does it feel like? Well, the race for us each is different. God puts us in different places with different people. For some of us, the race this, this year has been to commit to a mission trip to Vermont or overseas to Belize. To others, it's been to commit to supporting those those events and those mission trips. To others, it's been for us to decide to come back to church and to give our hearts to Jesus. For some, it's been to start the journey and follow Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, and believer's baptism. 
None of you have probably ever got a chance to hear me, but I love to talk to baptismal candidates, the little kids. And I love to see their faces when I say to them, guess what? Today, you will out-preach me. That scares the tar out of them because they think they're going to have to talk. <laughs> I tell them, I say, oh, boy, it's bad. It's Today, you're going to out-preach me. And they say, oh, really? I say, really? I said, two weeks from now, a month, a year, five years from now, ask anybody what Brother Amar preached that day. All of them will say, I don't know, something about some girl in softball. <laughs> but if I ask them, do you remember that day we sent off all the missionaries, kicked off vacation Bible school, baptized those three kids? Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's right, because our actions speak louder than our words. You see, the reason the race is so important is because God wants the people to see us running for him. You see, their testimony today was more powerful than anything I might ever say because their testimony is unforgettable. It leaves a brand on you you can never forget. You see, as we stop in these moments, we come to a place where we have to say, you know what? When faithfulness is most difficult, we need to be the most faithful. And when times are most trying, we cannot give up trying. You see, life's a lot like planting a bamboo tree over in China. Interesting thing, if you've ever been to Orient, to see how bamboo grows. It grows down into the ground for years before it goes up. So they plant this bamboo, you see, and they water it and they fertilize it for a year. And nothing happens, nothing. And the second year, they fertilize it again. Water it, take care of it. You know what they see? Nothing. At year three, same goes again. They work and they work and they strive and they fertilize and they water. Nothing. Four years into this project, what do they see? Absolutely nothing. Bamboo goes down, not up. But after they fertilized it, worked on it for four years, and its root system is in place, and it's ready to go, it grows 90 feet tall on its fifth year in only five weeks. But that growth wouldn't have happened had they stopped those first five years watering and fertilizing, you see. And then suddenly at the end, whoa, wow, bamboo can grow 90 feet in five weeks. No, it takes five years to get ready to grow that 90 feet. And if you give up and quit any time along the line and don't give it enough fertilizer and don't give it enough water and it doesn't get the root system under it, it will never grow. It won't even try. Because without that super system underground, it can't possibly shoot up. You see, without that foundation, there's nothing on it to build. Vacation Bible School, what's that all about? Foundations, roots, fertilizer, and water. What's a wand? Isn't it all about? Work, work, and more work for the workers. And what are they doing? Waiting for the day they'll celebrate when that sprout shoots up.
and they start to see it grow. But they'll never see it if they forget and quit before they're done. You see, so many of us seem to not understand that the secret to success is to just start with Jesus, start from scratch, and just keep on scratching. That sounds silly, but that's true. Just start from scratch, start with Jesus, and then keep on scratching till you see him face to face, and you're going to win this thing. So many people seem to think that, that salvation is an instantaneous experience instead of a race we call a journey that we call life. Today we saw the, the first evidence of salvation, baptism. People following their belief, following their Lord and Savior in a symbolic act of baptism to show the world what had changed inside of them. Oh, what a victory that was. The parents are here, we're here. Everyone celebrated, what a victory. That's not the end. That's just the beginning of the race. That baptism, that was just pew, the starting gun going off. Now the salvation experience begins. You see, when we talk about salvation, we use all kinds of theological terms like regeneration and sanctification. And we use these terms a lot and people seem to not understand them because they don't seem to understand that salvation is just the beginning of the race. It's the starting gun. When we become born again in Christ Jesus, when we are regenerated through the gift of God's Holy Spirit, that's the beginning of the race. You see, in the reality of our situation, this journey begins through a process, and this process calls on us to eventually end where? In glorification, when we see Jesus face to face. But in between those two things is this thing we call sanctification. And sanctification is the race. So many people not, seem not to understand that. You see, we are regenerated and we are forgiven through the cross and the blood of Christ Jesus. We're given a new beginning, a new name in heaven. And we're given a, a brand new beginning. God doesn't pick us up. He doesn't dust us off. He doesn't retread us and start us over. No, we are born again a new creation in Christ Jesus. All brand new. And God gives us a new heart and begins to transform our minds and the way we think. And through life's experiences, the good times and the bad times, we become transformed. And sometimes it's the bad times that teach us the worst lesson. I'll probably use this illustration so many times you'll get sick of hearing it. But there's a very mean-spirited guy down in Kansas City named Dr. Bean. And he walks around with a giant coffee cup like this and he smirks at you. My favorite seminary professor was Dr. Bean. I love him like my own father. But darn, that guy gave hard test. You see, he was an Old Testament professor. And I love the Old Testament. I, I'm, a, I'm a scholar of the Old Testament. I, I took every possible additional class I could take. I even went to seminary after I was done just to get more Old Testament classes. And I love the Old Testament. I love to study the Old Testament. And I had studied for weeks. And Dr. Bean had this evil thing about him. He just picked one question, write it on the board. That was your test, the whole ball of wax. So I studied. I put together a study guide that thick, right? I knew all the names and genealogies. I knew all the, the, the people and events and places and all how Jacob had his name changed and, and how he became Israel and all that. Oh, I'd studied all that. Oh, I was so ready. 
I came in and he wrote on the board, what was the name of the stream where he wrestled with God? That was the whole ball of wax. All right, everybody, Dr. Horner isn't allowed to answer. (laughs) Everyone else, what's the name of the stream where he wrestled God and his name was changed to Ish-Ra-El, wrestles Ish with Ra-El, God, wrestles with God, struggles with God. The stream where he had that wrestling match all night long is Peniel. You know why? You know why I know it's Peniel? Because I missed it. <laughs> Sometimes our best lessons in life are our biggest disappointments. I was devastated. I loved, I loved, loved, loved Old Testament, and I just got an F. It was one of my favorite classes. It was an elective. I got an F on my test. An F. That's really bad. You just don't understand how bad. My wife was valedictorian at the same time in the same school. I got an F. (laughs) I've never forgot it. Most of seminary I have forgotten, but I've never forgotten that. You see, sometimes our greatest disappointments shape us and teach us the most. And they're part of the race that we call sanctification. Because at the end of the race, if you keep running, you're going to be forever changed. You see, I'm not the same man I was 20 years ago. Because through the race, God has been changing me. And I'm only different because I didn't quit running. Had I quit, I would have missed it. Had I quit at third base, I could have lost right before I won. Certainly I went through some defeats. I had some failures. But in the end, I won them all. In the end, I ended up pastoring Lakewood Baptist Church in Phoenix City, Alabama. In the end, I won, didn't I? Hey friends, don't quit running the race for you is not yet over God has for you a few more victories to celebrate before you see him face to face will you pray with me dear Lord as we pause in your presence this moment preparing our hearts for vacation Bible school celebrating the race that was begun for three young people this very day celebrating all you're about to do in our midst and the reports that are going to come back from our missionaries as they travel around the world and throughout this country blessing people with their presence. Now in this moment, please be with us. Let your spirit and your conviction fall upon us. If there's one person in this building today, one who isn't born again, a new creation in Christ Jesus that has never prayed to accept your gift and has never started the race, I pray that this is the day they start, that they want to finish, they want to win in this thing called life. God, convict their hearts of their need 
to have you as the Lord and Savior. Convince them of the truth of this word today that they might trust you and follow you as their Lord and Savior. For those of us who know you, Lord, and we gather in your presence this very moment, for each and every one of us, encourage us to get up, get back up, and get back in the race that you've laid out for us. For you have victories for us we cannot begin to comprehend. Now, God, help us, strengthen us. If there's any decision to be made, God, help us have the courage to make it here today. And these things we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. As we stand together and the hymn of invitation is presented this day. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior and been born again a new creation. Today is a day of salvation. Won't you come and let me share with you, celebrate with you how you can be saved and know Jesus, your Lord and Savior. If you're here in our midst today and God, He's been working on you. You need to get back up and get in the race. You know that God's calling you to get back up, get back in that race. You've been away from the church a while, perhaps. God's calling you back to get in the race. Don't stay where you're at. The people on your left and right want to let you out. You come right here. This altar is open for you. Come here and pray. God is faithful to forgive you and to pick you up and dust you off and put you back on the road to success. Whatever God is talking to you about today, whatever decision there is to be made, don't you hesitate as we sing, won't you come? Is my heart